<laughs> asana, etc. Asana, etc. <laughs> what else? Hold on a second. Okay. Asana, etc. Asana, etc. Asana, etc. Welcome to our third episode of the Asana Etc. podcast. This is Lisa talking and I'm just about to give you an interview that I did with Alex about her origins and where she's coming from in her her yoga journey and all of that. Uh, This interview was made back in January. So we are still talking about snow and and lockdowns even though we're still locked down but um just to refer back a couple of months from where we are today that that's when this took place and i hope you guys really enjoy this chat i know i really did enjoy talking to alex so let's get into it hi everyone i'm sitting here with alex Hi Alex. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. How about you? Yeah, good. The sun just came in through my window. It's been a really gloomy morning and now when I hit record, it just like came straight in. It's beautiful. That's (laughs) lovely. Yeah, same here actually. Yeah, that's good. So we're at the end of January guys and um, you guys might have already heard the pod with all three of us, Betty, Alex, and myself, and maybe you've heard the one with Betty too. And now I'm here with Alex, and I'm going to talk to her about her journey through life (laughs) (laughs) and uh, her journey with yoga a little bit. So do you want to, can you just start by... I don't know, introducing yourself. Who who is Alex and and what are you all about if if we strip away this yoga thing that that you're doing? <laughs> it's a little bit hard to separate the two these days. Yeah. <laughs> but um okay, so I mean, I'm Alex. I'm um I'm originally from California, from the United States, but I've lived here for about seven and a half years now, and I love it. It's a wonderful um, city and a wonderful country. Um, Let's see. So outside of yoga, is this kind of the question, the road you want me to go down? Yeah, do that. (laughs) What do I do with my life? I do a lot of yoga, so that's really an important (laughs) aspect. Um, Otherwise, I have a family. I have a husband and, and I have a stepson and we spend a lot of time together. Uh, we do a lot of backpacking, lots of time in the forest. I've always been a very outdoorsy person. And I love this country for this reason that you can just freely walk into the forest and sleep anywhere you want. And you wake up the next day mm-hmm. and you walk to a new city, get on a train and, and go back home. And it's really fantastic. Um, I did this quite a bit as well um, in California, but it was always very, I don't know, sneaky or, or you had to find the spots, you know, that you wouldn't get in trouble or you wouldn't get caught or alternatively you mm. have to go into a, a national park or pay for a campsite or something like this. So this is really nice about this country. Um, they have very well marked trails and, and yeah, lots of people participate in it. So yeah, I remember, for- I remember that I went to, um, 
to Canada as an 11 year old for summer camp, which is a whole story on its own. But, but we were in the forest and we wanted to like, I think we wanted to pick some leaves or some sticks or something. And the, the people that were there and hosting this thing were like, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't pick anything here. This is not our land and, and where I'm from in Sweden, just like here, even if it's private land, most people are allowed to be out there if they're respectful and, you know, in the forests and, and you can camp for one night as long as you, you know, take care of the space that you're in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah. And it, it was just a really big surprise to me as a little kid going, what? You can't do that? You can't like the forest isn't for everyone. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I get it. Like, obviously, in California, we have lots of uh, fires or issue with fires. It's much warmer there. Here, it's much wetter. Um, hmm. So it makes it makes sense. But still, it's just the, I don't know, the freedom of it here is fantastic. So I've spent a lot of time in the Czech forests exploring. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, place? I mean, maybe that's a big question. <laughs> there are many, there are so many beautiful places here. There are so many different kinds of um, these rocks that they have. These sandstone rocks are amazing. Um, and these rock cities that come out of the ground, it's just, it's beautiful. Uh, so I really enjoy this, whereas California is much more mountains and, and rivers. This is uh, more like lush forest and these really interesting um, boulders and stones. I guess my favorite place that would be nearby, there's many, many all over, but nearby is Kokoshinsko because it's not so far and, and you get this feeling, I don't know, it's like this magical fairy forest mm -hmm. type of thing with these beautiful sandstone. Yeah, that's where everywhere. you guys sent me for, me and Trigby, right? For, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree then. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous out there. Yeah, definitely. And um, so... So what brought you to yoga? <laughs> what brought me to yoga? Oh, man. Okay. So there's a kind of, I guess, different things. Maybe it's even kind of funny if I think really back on it when it started. It, it's ironic because I guess it kind of came from a need to want to be connected with community. Mm. I, had moved, I had moved up to Sacramento, which is the capital city in California, and I was going to university, and I moved to this, like, cool part of town, lots of, like, cool restaurants and bars and galleries and events, things going on, and my friend and I, we would always, like, walk around the city all the time, and there were all these people just doing all these cool things, and I always wanted to, like, feel a part of it somehow, but I felt just like I was observing it instead of, like, into it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. and and so I'd always talk with her it's like how can we be more involved what can we do and like we did like a cooking class and like a gardening class and those were fun it was it was interesting and then we started with this place called it was called the yoga seed collective actually and we started going mm -hmm. to meditation classes there and that's how it really started and I felt like going there there were these people that I would see you know, the same people all the time and have a little chat with before and after. And, mm. and that's how it all started with meditation. And then, and then I got really into this yin yoga, this relaxation. So it was meditation, but with a little bit more movement into it. And, um, and yeah. And then that kind of evolved because later I, I wanted to keep on going with yoga 
And I started to be introduced with, uh, into vinyasa yoga. I had a, a big injury. I had two operations on, on my knee and the physical therapy I was going to just wasn't doing much. Um, so I started to mm-hmm. use yoga more as a therapy and, and get my range of motion back and it, it really helped. So I guess it was all of those things kind of combined. Yeah. I didn't know that your, <clears throat> your introduction to the yoga practice came through the, through the yin side. I couldn't I tell, I could not tell that now. <laughs> right. My body Weird. still hurts from the class I did with you yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I was very um, vinyasa averse at that point in life. I was all about the, the chill and the meditation. Yeah. Right. So this is in this is in California, but uh, as I as I remember it, you had your knee injury here. Is that correct? I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So then, so the next step into yoga happened here in Prague. I would say like the more of that vinyasa part of it, you know. So I was still consistently doing this Buddhist meditation um, in California. I had tried a few mm. things. My sister became a yoga teacher, so I had tried a little bit of vinyasa with her. I wasn't super into it, though. And then I, when I came here, I started really exploring a whole bunch of different kinds, more than just like this yin and this hatha. And I started getting into the vinyasa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here. And how did you decide, this is what I want to do? I want to, did you think like, I want to be a yoga teacher or did you just sort of seek out a yoga teacher training for, for the exploration of the subject? Well, um, (laughs) no, I, as you, as you probably know by now, I'm quite an impulsive person. Mm -hmm. Um, so (laughs) I was, I was working with my husband on a farm in California and I don't know. I was just like, I really love yoga. I'm going to go be a yoga teacher. I'm going to go to India. I'm going to do this. And <laughs> I don't know. And I just signed up for a course. I didn't put much thought into it, to be honest. I just went for it. Yeah. It was really nice. And I had, I was, to be honest, I was struggling here when I first moved to um, the Czech Republic, just kind of assimilating, getting used to it. I was an English teacher and it just really wasn't for me at all. I didn't like it, but I still knew I wanted to be here. And I was trying to make these opposite I don't know, these opposite feelings like mesh together somehow. And so I remember I would always tell myself, okay, well, just focus on the things that you do like. And for me, this was um, yoga and also learning Czech. I was like, this is, this is what I want to focus on. These are the two things that make me happy. I want to focus on yoga. I want to focus on being able to speak this language. And I think it's going to open some doors. And so I just kind of put my right. faith in that. And then it just randomly happened when I was on a mountain in the Santa Cruz Hills working on this farm and just said, okay, I'm going to go to India. So did you just go to India like a week later or what was the thing? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Great. Maybe it was like a month later, but yeah, I did. Amazing. Amazing. That's great. I think we are quite similar in that. I've done all of the trainings I've done. It's like, I need something and I'll just leave a few weeks later and do something. Um, I think, I think that's why, I don't know when we have Betty in the mix with the three of us, I think that's why we mix so well together because Betty plans these things for a long time where she's going to go and do the things. And, and, um, I don't know. Yeah. We, yeah, we sort of complement each other in the, in the way that we make decisions, I think. (laughs) 
it's a good point it's true she's she compares and calculates and and puts thought into it which is probably a good practice but yeah I think we've said that many times you and me if it was just you and me this thing that we have in Prague would not be happening because we would have just sort of spent all our money or just like you know (laughs) jumped off a cliff somewhere and went like whoops (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah So thank you, Betty. <laughs> All right. So, um, so where did you go then in India? Where where did you end up? That first time I was on the border of Goa and Kerala in the jungle. And yeah, I was just really isolated to that point, to that spot. Um, I didn't do much traveling. Uh, that round my mom actually came with me it was really funny she jumped on board too said she wanted she did to go the training with you she did she did the training with me wow so I didn't know that wonderful yeah mm-hmm. yeah Maybe we was, should get her great. over here to teach some for us <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's ever taught a class except for that one final teaching right. but that she enjoyed it yeah it was fun and it was a nice experience for the two of us to spend a month together like that mm-hmm. um but yeah, so we were just there. I think we only did like one or two trips outside of the um, outside of the place that we were studying. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and was it Hatha yoga or Vinyasa yoga or what did you study? It was, it was both. I think it was Hatha was the first uh, title on it, but Vinyasa was there as well. We had this mm. amazing teacher who could do, he was like a Betty, you know, he could do absolutely everything. But he was mm-hmm. so hardcore. It's like, you know, people think that Hatha is like this chill style of yoga. This man right. was making us hold these positions for 10 minutes, you know. He would I count know. to 10, but it was just like, but he somehow he had a power about him, this little skinny man. He had a power mm-hmm. about him that made me hold that squat, you know, for the 10 minutes. It was, and there was, a, <laughs> there was a clock too, which made it all the more torturous to just stare at as I had to hold this position. Uh, I had the same in my first training. It was it was similar in in India as well, and it was like two hour morning practices and two hour evening practices, and they always ran over time with like half an hour, and this clock was just sitting there, and you're just like, come on, and you could smell you know breakfast or dinner being cooked for you, <laughs> you're just like, come on, I do not want to hold this posture anymore. But yes, I see, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that was hard. Um, yeah. Where did you do your first training? Um, in Rishikesh. I went to Rishikesh. Uh-huh. And it was one of those, like, you know, you had to wait for so long. I couldn't, we signed up for this course, me and my ex-boyfriend, he's a yoga teacher too. And, and we had to, I think we waited for five months. I was in, I was in Southern Africa and we were just like, let's sign up. And then we had to wait so long for it to start. And then it was 200 hours, but it was, six or seven weeks long Mm -hmm. because they thought we couldn't learn yoga in 200 hours so they were just like we have to do it a little bit longer (laughs) Uh so it's just a complete different approach to what we do now I think I don't know I feel like I'm old when I'm saying that (laughs) (laughs) when did you do your training when was it Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it was in 2015 or 14, the first one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what did you, what did you do then? You went back to Prague after that and you just started teaching or? Yeah. 
immediately. Yeah. I got back and I just, I made a class. I like created um, a, an event like on Facebook. I, I found a, a little studio to rent by the hour and I made an event and invited people because I was still connected to this like network of English teachers. Mm-hmm. So I just advertised this like donation only class there. And to my surprise, it was a full class. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And then I taught it and I was so nervous and I thought that everybody hated it. And then and this has never happened to me like at this to this like effect, but I got emails and messages from everybody the next day saying how much it helped them and how much they enjoyed it. And I've never mm-hmm. like had a whole class write me back and say, thank you. You know, it was just, it was really, I guess what I needed at that moment, you know, mm-hmm. being a brand new teacher. And, yeah. and then, so I just kept going with these donation classes and building this little tiny community this way. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. And now that's grown in, I have my, my best friends in Prague here. I've met through that tiny little studio and those little donation classes. And we have this really strong group of girls that are amazing and we all love each other, you know, and I'm yeah. so thankful for all of it. So this is the Rybalka class, is it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you had a hard time giving that one up yeah. <laughs> once we got too much to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually never went there. But I did go to your donation-based classes in the park before I, before I met, not before I met you, but before I sort of knew you or before we worked together. Um, I went to the one down in, the first one, I think, in Grebovka. Yeah. You invited me from, from Yoga Blue Art, where we met, I think, the first time. And, um, but you, you worked in studios then as well, or did that come... <clears throat> that came after that came just a little bit later I did this Rebalka and I did these part classes when I came back and I did it um, on my own and then I started I just we needed to get a little bit of practice and a little bit of confidence and find my own voice as a teacher and and once I felt mm. good with that I I um, yeah I started to apply to the studios I really mm. wanted to see what that was like. And I was very determined to open my own um, studio as well. So I was like, okay, I need to do this step first before I just go and open something up. So Yeah, yeah. And how was the response then? Because I, both me and Betty, I think, came later to Prague. And when I came, there were classes in English, yours included, in several studios, you know. But when you applied to to work in studios here, were there any classes around that were taught in English or was it just Czech? Yeah, it's mostly Czech. There's a few, you know, these teachers around the city like Rosabelle. Mm-hmm. and Clara Pokorna, you know, they would teach in English. And it's very interesting um, with this English thing to talk to, to Rosie about this because she's been around in the Prague yoga scene for so long and, and talking mm-hmm. about how when she first got into it, you know, there was zero classes in English. She was the, yeah. the teacher that, that led in English. Um, mm. So it's, it wasn't, I don't think I had the same story as she did. Um, and people, there was like a want for it, you know, mm-hmm. all of the studio owners were really happy to bring, um, an English speaking teacher in because they thought it was going to bring a new crowd and serve a different crowd. Um, yeah. there's definitely not as many classes then as there were, there are now, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know how it is. It's like always this 
Czech but English friendly where really they just say hello to you in English and the rest of the lesson is in Czech. That's how a lot of the classes were structured. Yeah. It I think I've been to one of those classes, the Czech slash English ones, where where it really was Czech slash English, but it was so much of that that the teacher, you know, only focused on the language basically. And I understand that because I can't even think about how it would be like to teach a yoga class and having to say everything first, I don't know, in Swedish and then everything in English. It would, my brain would melt, I think. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's better if they're separated. <laughs> it's like either or. I agree. But yeah, yeah, respect for the people that do it. Yeah, goodness. So, so what, what happened next? What, where, where does this story take us next, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> got into all these studios. Uh-huh. Um, and then... I mean, it's not like I wanted to say I just met you guys and it all was like, you know, history from there because it was all a gradual build. Yeah. But, um, but like I said, I had been in the, I'd been teaching in all these different studios and had my name kind of around or starting to be known just a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, then I met, I met Betty first, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And I think we joked around about this. Um, last time because she also was interested in opening her own place but um, and she asked me if I would ever want to go for a drink and just talk about ideas you know just really really like casual nothing you know like Mm -hmm. committing at all and um, and I told her well no I think um, I need to find somebody that's Czech you know so I kind of just like stopped that before it began Mm-hmm. Um, and in that same studio, you and I met, yeah. And and yeah, we hit mm-hmm. the ground running. It was just like the immediately the first time we had coffee, it was like, oh hi, I'm this person, I'm this person. And the next meeting, it was all right. We're starting the teachers meetup. We're gonna do this <laughs> retreat in Morocco. What yeah. else can we do? It's funny though that it that it went from there because I remember I went to your class and I just sort of moved to Prague and I didn't have any friends you know (laughs) and it's it's not like I wouldn't say it's more maybe it's a little bit more difficult when you're over 30 and you have a kid to just like go out and meet people you know right and I was just like okay and then I think we we shared, we had a chat and then you were like, oh, I did my training at Kranti and I had just done a training at the same place, um, I think a year after you, was it after you probably? I think it was, I think I went a year after you maybe, oh, yeah. Okay, maybe I did it before you, doesn't matter, but we sort of connected over that and then I went back to your class and I'm like, I, you know, I need to, I need to ask this, this girl out for a coffee because, <laughs> because, you know, I need to have some people around me in the city if I'm going to live here and then it's funny how it just went from okay hi hi what can we do (laughs) what can we do (laughs) like (laughs) and and even if you know it wasn't like we hit the ground running but that's how we work I think that's our dynamic between you and me we always go okay here's the thing what can we do what can we mm-hmm. do next? What's next? What's the newest thing we can do? And I really, I think I really appreciate that in, in what we do together. 
we always yeah. sort of have these new ideas and and um, sometimes crazy ideas which get shut down by Betty and then <laughs> you know so it's a it's a good I don't know it's a good thing yeah definitely and and the determination behind it is always very good because it's like these ideas but then they just work they happen yeah. so I'm glad about that yeah yeah it's true I think that first retreat that we made in Morocco we it took us a long time to put it out there and do it but it happened you know yeah we went there and we did it and it was you know halfway great but <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but it worked it did yeah my memories from that Morocco retreat are all great but most of it I just I was just cold yeah it was just freezing <laughs> yeah it was we had this we had this idea to do this retreat in February to kind of like you know, extend uh, a nice vacation, right? Or uh, mm. to go somewhere warm. And then it's still cold in Morocco in February. It's much nicer than it is here and it's sunny, but it's cold and especially inside. So this is the crazy part is that none of the places have heaters because it's not necessary. We got this beautiful place that didn't even have a roof. It was just open down the middle into a courtyard, which was a gorgeous, gorgeous house but freezing. So yeah, we were just yeah. cold the whole time. Otherwise beautiful yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. So we met and then we planned this retreat and then my memory of the whole thing is that you, you're about to go to California, I think. And then you ask me if I want to, if I'm interested in substituting a few classes for you when you're away. And I say, I say yes, and I substitute at this place where we met at Yoga Blue Art, and also some other places. Was it was it Yoga Letna as well? Yeah, it was Yoga Letna. Was that Maybe it? So. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. and Mandarin Oriental, and Mandarin oh, that Oriental. Place. I that, forgot that about place. that place. I forgot about that place too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, we used to run around, didn't we? Yeah. <clears throat> my God. Yeah. But that was the funny part, though, is because you substituted these classes mm -hmm. and I was gone for three months and then I came back mm. for a few weeks and then gone again. But in that time when I came back, you had you had gotten like something like 27 classes like in the city, like going from, yeah. oh, maybe I'll get a job or maybe I'll, you know, start to meet people and then just full on. So, mm. yeah. It's something that I that I. I hadn't played on before, you know, sending out a CV. I'd never done that before, I think, in my life. And I, I just sent my yoga CV to all of these studios. And then I sort of got a class in almost all of them. And then I was like, uh, hold on a second. I don't know if I want to teach this much. Um, but that was fun. It was, it was a, lot of, a lot of work, but, but, also, but also lots of great learning experience and it's something that we always tell our new teachers that graduate from our teacher training is to in the beginning when you get out there just teach as much as you can in as many places to as many different people as you can just to to get the the vibe of the place where you're teaching and and who are these people and and getting all that experience under your belt because even if I had been teaching for a lot of years before I moved to Prague there's always a different crowd wherever you go, you know, and it's always, mm, how do you say? Yeah, you always have to learn 
what do what do the people in this place need or want so so that was a really great learning experience and I think I have you to thank for that to just getting the foot in the door you know as moving here yeah yeah and then I met Betty I think yeah I met her practicing in in the same studio that yoga blue art and we made we made Prague Yoga Collective in that little place up in Bubni station and then you got home from where were you were you in California then no yeah I went, we went I went to California and then we came back and then we went to Morocco that's what it was and then I went to Costa Rica yeah it was like that I think right yeah oh yeah that's when you went to do that festival in Costa Rica that mm-hmm that one that you yeah yeah cool and and then you came back and what happened then it's hard to remember like the timeline of events if this happened right. before before that uh costa rica trip or after but let's see you guys had had you guys had the studio and everything was like set up or you guys had like opened and mm. then we were all talking yeah, it must have been after because we wanted to do yoga school right so mm-hmm. we had had this idea of the three of us and we we went that's what it was we went into this um we signed up for the spirit festival to have mm-hmm. a booth there to promote our new yoga school that we hadn't <laughs> officially set up yet but right. we were promoting it anyway which is a bit of our style um <laughs> and and yeah and then the three of us were having more conversations and it was hard. It seemed hard to kind of keep the studio and the school separate and how that was all going to work out. And then, um, and then, yeah, that's when you guys asked me to just be a part of PYC completely. So I think yeah. that was a couple of months after that the little studio had opened. Yeah. how do you feel about that? Did you feel like you, it was coming or were you just like, cause I remember we, we, had a coffee date uh, with you and kind of called a coffee date with you and we were like we're officially inviting you to this thing like how did how did you feel when we did that <laughs> I don't think I've ever it's, asked you that yeah. well okay the feeling itself I was like elated it was fantastic mm-hmm. um but it was funny the things around it and my expectations because um I, I kind of felt it coming it seemed like it all made sense we were all like working together anyway we were all friends and and we were trying to kind of do the same thing, had the same goals in mind, and everything was so small and starting out that it still like, it still made sense, right? So like in that way, I, I do feel like I felt it um, coming and happening. But my mm. expectations about it were so different because when you guys asked me to coffee that day, I did not expect you guys to be like, okay, do you want to be a part of PYC tomorrow? I guess I think you guys might have asked me like for the in a few weeks, the end of the month or something. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like oh my God, this little studio above the CrossFit gym where you can hear absolutely everything. It's got this awful carpet in it. Like in my head, I was like, I will join them when they're ready to go to a nice studio. (laughs) (laughs) And I hadn't like really like put all the pieces together. Like that obviously we would have to do that together and build Mm -hmm. it all together. I was like, okay, let them have their little studio. And then when they're ready to move on, then we can all kind of jump in together and build something. And (laughs) you guys asked me, I think that was the very first thing that I said at coffee. It was like, okay, great. But that studio has got to go, you guys. Like, yeah, it's so funny. That was like, 
yeah, so that part was a surprise. And then obviously it worked out and it made a lot more sense to join on then because we worked super hard to, mm-hmm. to save up and to find a place and to build the plans and the ideas and everything around it um, before yeah. opening. Yeah, but like, okay, so me and Betty obviously have another love for that place. I know, I know what it looked like, you know, but, but you know, when we did all of this, yoga in the park and then we started getting a following and people started coming up to the studio and the classes up there were full and I think we introduced this um, multi-sport card for a while there and then we started really getting lots and lots of people and we'd send people home sometimes do you remember that I do it's good times and and that that time for me were really I think I think back of it just super fondly you know just people coming for the practice and that's something that's always stayed really really close to my heart I think with this place is that they weren't there for the carpet or the gym downstairs so the noise you know they didn't care about that they came for this community and this and this practice that brought us all together which sometimes we can forget about or that people forget about when it's a bigger beautiful studio with nice flooring you know right. you know what I mean yeah totally and you're and it's it's absolutely true in that kind of way and especially looking back on it you know and seeing these people that are still with us now it's like it's I don't know it's a heartwarming feeling it's really um it's really amazing and it yeah. isn't you're right it's not about you know everything around it it's uh it's like really what's in front of you and and I think that that's there is something special about that also mm-hmm still very happy to get rid of that carpet yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes I know I know it wasn't it wasn't awesome was it (laughs) oh goodness no but I don't know yeah it's always been that thing that brought us together this family this community and even going through this last year 2020 um it's the community that's kept us going I think if we didn't have this community of course we wouldn't exist in the first place but also it would be easier to let go of um, of of this of the studios, you know, or whatever we talk about these days. Of because we've been closed for so long, it would have been easier. But we have this community, and we we love this community, and it's and it's that's why we do this, right? Absolutely, yeah, definitely, yeah. So then, then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So from there, after we met, we decided that the three of us are PYC. And it's just so interesting. I just learned so many skills in that um, time, that short time, that first half of year. That was, uh, I don't know, all, all of us troubleshooting and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, granted, we, we had this little studio and people were coming but we were still working all over the city and running around. And I just can't believe the level, like how much intensity we worked with at that time. Mm-hmm. Like we were all exhausted. All of us were getting home from our evening classes at 10 or 1030. And then we would need to be back in the studio the next morning. It not necessarily our studio, whatever studio it was that we were working at at six or six thirty for the yeah. next class. And it was, it was a hardcore time, but yeah, we had, and we had all that, and we worked a lot in the parks. Did a bunch of these um, 
donation classes and your friend Hansa, who really helped us out, the owner of Containol. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did kind of like these, these co-hosted events with yoga and Containol and Stromovka, and that really just helped with getting our name out there and people, you know, to know us. And yeah, and yeah so we were able to, to work really hard, save up a bunch of money, and finally find... Um, a studio that was a little bit bigger that was the the biggest thing like regardless of the carpet and everything we had a 15 person capacity in that little studio in in CrossFit and we wanted to be able to up that because we started to have waiting lists and and like you said sending people home so yeah yeah imagine that cramming 15 people in a room like that these days (laughs) (laughs) something I think if we could have been open, you know, we would have been allowed to have like a person in there. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we opened Reiskova and we did nine weeks of reconstructing that studio together on our, on our hands and knees. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, Reiskova was crazy. It was absolutely, it was a totally like do it yourself job. It was all of us in there. It was, I mean, very thankful for Betty's ex-boyfriend, Yishi. He he helped us through the whole thing. He was basically our contractor and our project manager. But we were in there every day. Like I said, we were working like crazy the rest of our jobs. And then on our breaks and on the weekends, we were coming in and working in the studio, doing all these little things. Um, It's amazing, that experience. I learned so much about building and how things work mm-hmm. constructors work. I walk into buildings with such a different eye than I did before, mm-hmm. but it was an intense experience. I feel like we lived like two years of life in those two months. Was, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you back to the day that we opened the 6th <laughs> of December. <laughs> oh my God. My, one of my biggest memories from that is, I think we're about 45 minutes away from this class that's supposed to start. And you're in the back hanging up a curtain because we haven't gotten doors yet. Right? We forgot the door. We, for- we forgot we to forgot- order it. We counted <laughs> wrong. Oh my God. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. And then you're drilling into the wall because we're putting up these curtains, right? And then you drill straight into a an electrical cord and all the electricity in the entire place just <laughs> shuts down. What what went through your head when that happened? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was crazy. I was the drill lady, right? So I had to go around and like make all these holes. It took me three times longer to do it than on a, a professional, but mm-hmm. I drilled, yeah, straight into this cable and everything, the whole, all the electricity goes out and I just immediately start crying. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> people are literally supposed to be here in less than an hour. And I just, I'm like, oh, I just fucked everything up forever and for everybody. And I was like, I don't know what to do. We were already under so much pressure. And then I remember you come out and you being the person you are, you're like, okay, everybody get candles. Let's get candles. We put them down. We'll light the candles. It'll be candlelight yoga. That's what we're doing. Just like, you know, problem solver, solution finder, like immediately. Yeah. And luckily we were able to reset the breaker yeah. um, and the lights came on and it was like such a relief and everybody had to like come give me a hug because I was going through a <laughs> mini nervous breakdown. Oh yeah. man. I think but, yeah. we were all having a nervous breakdown that day at some point. I don't know. I, I like, I spent, I think five hours that day from the morning until like 
you know, mid-afternoon, just grouting the staircase, the entrance staircase. And grouting, if you don't know what it means, guys, it means just putting, yeah, grout, this little gray stuff that go in between tiles. And you do that with your fingers. And we'd been grouting so much that our fingernails were just like, I don't know, at least mine were, they were almost hurting me, you know, all of those little, the gloves that we use, they had holes in them because we'd been pushing this grout in with our fingers. And yeah. Um, yeah, and then we went on to do that class and I had grout under my fingernails and I don't know. Yeah, it, it was, was, yeah. it was incredibly insane, but it worked out. And I was so yeah. thankful because you were teaching it. The class was packed out. Betty went in and I'm like, okay, I, I don't need to practice. That's all right. And I got to sneak out and I went home and took a shower and no, we came were so back. Mad at you. Oh my God. But it was the best <laughs> thing I could have done yeah. for myself yeah. in that moment during that 60 yeah. minutes. I came back feeling like, yeah, I, I can't believe you guys taught that way and went in there because we were, we were completely covered in dust from everything all the time yeah. for those two months. Uh, there was no choice, was there? Mm. No. But it was great. It was a great class. It was a great class. They were installing the toilets in the back at the same time, you know. <laughs> but it happened. It happened. And then so we, we ran Reiskova for a while. Was it, I think, almost a year? No, it was less than a year. It was less than a year. Was it in September that that we started hearing word about this um, studio space that might be open up in Letna. It was something around September, I think, mm -hmm. 2019. And Betty was like, no, we're not gonna open another studio. No, thank you. And then I'd heard about it because long story short, through a friend who wanted to open something there, but it didn't work out. And they were like, you should have a look at it. It's beautiful. So, and we, rejected it for a long time right we were talking about it and then we were like no we can't do it or it's going to be too expensive or this and that but then you and me went to have a look at it and do you want to take us through that day <laughs> I remember it a little differently I, I never remember rejecting it I do I do remember um I don't know us being unsure but we were starting to plant that seed because we wanted to open a second studio um mm. in the same time you know one year later right that was kind of the idea to have yeah. something open in december and mm. we started to like lightly look around but that's why like that place when that place got mentioned at Litinsky namesty we all just kind of knew it that's how i felt about it it was like mm -hmm. oh yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be the place like you didn't have to go inside <laughs> it's like look at all those windows facing the square you know like yeah so yeah we went inside and that was it like it was immediate we just knew it was yeah. incredible space even with it, as much work as it needed and mm -hmm. um it just felt like the one it was yeah yeah perfect. it totally did it totally did I remember walking up those stairs and just walking straight into that to the yoga space and I was like damn like sorry I don't know. If, is that a swear word? Nah. <laughs> Damn. Not in 2021. Nah. No. All right. I'm not going to mark this episode explicit then. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was my thought. I was like, "Damn, I need to teach yoga in here. I really do." And 
And we made that happen too, didn't we? Yeah. Even through a pandemic. Part's the crazy part. It's so interesting how we've just kind of been, we're just like a little bit ahead of all that. Because I, I don't know, had we known all this was coming, I think that the mm. answer would have been that we wouldn't have done any of it. We would have yeah, just exactly. left it and waited. Yeah. Um, and now here we are. Yeah, we were in the middle of reconstructing that studio or towards the tail end, I would say, mm-hmm. in, in beginning of or mid, mid-March. You had gone to Colombia for a holiday and then all this happened. But the studio was coming along because we had contractors this time because we'd learned from the first time <laughs> around <laughs> that it's a good investment to have contractors. And the goal was to open first of April, mm-hmm. but but there was a there was a little dent in that plan. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. We had, I don't know, we had this plan to open, and then all this craziness happened. And and I think we kind of looked at it as okay, let's just be positive here. This gives us some time to not open with the toilets not installed, right? So we could do right. just have the little details <laughs> done and be actually ready. Um, fully yeah. on the day yeah. and we were optimistic about that and then yeah. we realized I well I guess I didn't realize what this really was at that time um, like I do like obviously as we all see it now but mm. we had to open during the pandemic with with limited capacity and yeah. instead of having one giant big party we had a bunch of small classes spaced out with people coming in at, at different times and smaller capacities to come say hi mm-hmm. and and have a little celebration with us very very different kind of um a vibe still just as joyous still just as happy but yeah weird circumstances yeah it was it was like 12 capacity or something at that point right something like that yeah 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 i remember the first class i taught in there though it was it felt glorious, honestly. It was wonderful. It was as wonderful as teaching the first class in Reiskova, but a totally different, totally different kind of glory, I think. You mm-hmm. know, I think that one was <clears throat> based in, that one was based in this, oh, we're, we're out of the pandemic. Because back in May, we were all like, oh, it's over. Yeah. It felt yeah, a little right. bit like we were in this safe space. And, um, and but we weren't (laughs) no yeah yeah and then we were open for the whole summer and that was great I think you know it's been a great it was a great summer with lots Mm. of yoga still and we the whole city and the whole country felt like we were in this lull of safety with the sunshine being out and having heat outside and then and then September rolled around and October and we're still in this since October yeah and we don't really know what's on the horizon what do you think if you can if you can have like a (laughs) like a you know what what do they call those those like ah, a crystal ball if you can look (laughs) into your crystal ball what's 2021 have in store for for Prague Yoga Collective oh man I don't know (laughs) I really don't know I I do think I was just telling you this before that I think that there's a, a happiness that comes with the warmer weather and the sunshine in this country, the way that people love being outdoors and being in the parks. Um, mm-hmm. It's just kind of like last time uh, where everything loosened up 
in the warmer weather. So I feel that it, it'll be that way to some extent. I don't know what that says about the studio, though. You know, if that mm-hmm. means people are going to be coming inside to practice. But I don't know. Maybe we just have to kind of ride this, like, this wave through this year, too. Or, or maybe the first half of the year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to keep expectations low because they seem to just <laughs> be yeah. a bit disappointed anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you think? I think, I don't know. I think it's the same. I'm just, you know, before Christmas, I was like, okay, we'll get through the holidays and then January is going to be amazing. We're going to get back into everything. And then <clears throat> now it's the end of January and we're still, you know, at the highest level of restriction here. So I think, like you said, being a little bit careful of what I'm expecting and just learning how to sit with circumstances that are not not what I want personally or not what, you know, it's maybe this is the yoga of this year or the practice of this year, just learning how to sit with the emotion of of not getting what we want mm-hmm. at this at the same time, you know, and and having to wait for something and maybe create a new sort of normal. And I think, I think that's my practice these days. So that's my struggle these days where I, where I miss so much being in a studio and just shoulder to shoulder sweating next to people. Like at this point, I wouldn't even care if somebody sweated on my mat, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but I also know that we are probably quite far away from that, even if, even if we got to open and even if things happen, I think that there's a new normal in people's minds, um, you know, of being close to each other and wearing face masks and touching and hugging and you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I wonder if that's a stigma that will stick or if it will also fade away. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I find it still difficult. I find it still difficult because I'm, I don't know. We, I don't know. People are people though. People are going to want to go back to hugging their friends. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure of it. I, I, mean, I mean, at least I hope for my own sake. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, nowadays I walk down the streets and, and, and I have kids. And a lot of the times people who are a little bit older, they seem to have a, a bit of a reservation for being around kids, which I understand because of the facts that kids carry this, this virus without having so much symptoms and they're spreading it around. But there's so many times, almost daily when I walk on the street with my kids and, and I'll see a person and they'll just walk a really big circle around us and it it's very I I understand why but it's very difficult I think to to realize that you know people are going to want to walk circles around each other do you know what I mean yeah definitely Mm. well that's unfortunate that that's the feeling but Mm. but yeah everyone's quite on edge about it I would say yeah, of course. And it's understandable. I mean, yeah. it's it's really understandable, but but it's I can't imagine doing that for the next 25 years of my life, you know. All yeah, right. <laughs> but we don't know. We don't know. Anyway, um 
should we let's end on a on a more positive note <laughs> should we <laughs> I asked Betty actually because of being in this situation to dream a little bit so if I can ask you to do the same and you could tell me just tell me the your favorite yoga studio in the world except for PYC oh man <laughs> and yeah start start with that start with your favorite yoga studio uh if you have one <laughs> I don't have one I mean I have the one I visit the same one when I go back home and I really like it mm. um it's called Zuda Yoga and mm. they have a couple studios uh near my hometown mm. uh but as far as like I don't know I've been to plenty of beautiful places like in India that are gorgeous I couldn't mm. tell you the names of them mm. uh but as far as a consistent vibe and like good classes and good teachers, I got to go with the Zuda yoga. Cool. What's yours? And You've seen a million places. Yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't turn it back on me because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm going to say, okay, for the reason of me having met my husband in that studio, I'm going to say uh, the yoga barn in Ubud in, in oh. Bali. Cute. It's a, it's actually a really beautiful place as well. Um, uh-huh. And I've been there many times to see them grow. And I'm hoping they, they're doing fine now in this pandemic. It's a yeah. really beautiful place. Yeah. It's good. Um, and the last question would be, what would be your favorite country or travel destination or a place that you're like, oh, I, I want to go there now, now that we can't travel? Where would you take yourself if you could oh today? God. Where would I go right now? Mm, I would go right anywhere. Now. I would go anywhere. <laughs> anywhere below the equator. Yeah. It wouldn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it, really. <laughs> Just take me away. Tropical, beach and jungle. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Are you still there, by the way? Yes, yes. Uh okay you just dropped out oh did I oh no (laughs) that's okay it's the Uh end of our it's the end of our pod anyway (laughs) so we might keep that drop out (laughs) that's okay all right thank you so much Alex for coming and sharing with me today yeah thank you Thanks again for listening into today's podcast, guys. And congratulations for making it to the end of this chat. Um, I know these are long, but I myself like really long podcasts anyway. So so it's nice to, to have you here listening in to whatever we have to say. Um, if you want to read some transcripts or there's anything that you're wondering in regards to what we chatted on on the pod today, just head to asana etc.com. That's A S A N A E T C.com. And you can just read everything there. You can also reach out to us there. If you have any questions or if there's anything else you'd like to hear on the pod, then just go ahead, send us a message there. All right, guys, have a wonderful week ahead and see you next week. Bye.